Hi, everybody. It's June 29, 2020, and we are in the Pat Price Tech Talk training room. I'm Larry Gassman, co-chair of Tech Talk. And we're going to learn about a brand new company called Dream Vision. It hasn't been around that long. But some of the people who have been with Dream Vision and are currently, you know them from other pursuits in the assistive technology fields. Uh, they're all here, ready to talk, ready to take your questions. We'll get to that soon. But let me introduce Damian Pickering, who's no stranger to Tech Talk. And he and, and others will talk to you about Dream Vision. It's a fascinating idea, a little different than what we have experienced in the past. So uh, all of you, welcome to Tech Talk. And Damian, the microphone is yours. Thank you, Larry. And thank you to all of you at Tech Talk for having us on the, the program. As Larry said, I'm Damian Pickering, and I do recognize many of the names and voices on the line tonight. But uh, for those of you who, who don't know me, um, a little history. I've been in the, the uh, disability advocacy and then um, technology, assistive technology and, and sales arena for, oh gosh, um, <laughs> uh, a little more than 25 years now, I, I guess, if you start to add everything up. Um, but most notably, um, in terms of tonight, I served as a regional sales manager at Freedom Scientific for a handful of years and then some time at HumanWare. Um, and that's where I met Myrna Voda. Um, we overlapped there. And then uh, most recently, I was at Hims Inc. And um, met uh, Marcy was there. And um, my partners in the new venture, Jen Gibble and Jonathan Taylor, um, also overlapped there. And so um, as a, a user myself, um, I've really been honored and, and very much enjoyed being a part of so many products, um, the development and release and, and kind of working with a variety of people trying to find good solutions for them. And it's also been, you know, big learning experience, uh, an honor to represent these major companies. It's kind of like they always talk about the big three in, in Detroit, the car companies. Um, so I, I learned a lot there. Um, most of it good. Um, some of it, you know, they do say we learn more from, our failures than our successes. And I mean, I, I would say personally speaking, that's true as well. Um, because there were, you know, certain, you know, there are skeletons in, in every closet and, um, you know, by and large, I love that competition exists and that there's, you know, it, it, it keeps the companies kind of honest because, you know, if there was only one company that made one product, there would be no drive for innovation. I mean, there wouldn't be uh, you know, a necessity to, 
to, you know, make it better and come out with something new. And so, you know, those, those companies are always leapfrogging each other and, and coming out with things. And in fact, um, you know, they aren't actually the only three companies as, uh, you know, there are plenty of other players out there and some that, uh, you know, are doing their part for innovation and so forth. Um, so to, to kind of uh, jump to the chase, um, I certainly have over the last couple of years kind of been saying, well, you know, I've, I've been at Freedom, I've been at Humanware, I've been at HIMSS. Um, you know, I'm not nowhere near uh, ready to retire. You know, I've got, you know, years left and I love having a, a ringside seat in this industry and kind of seeing what's up and coming and what's new and, and, you know, being a, a participant. Um, but it was, it was kind of like, where would I go from here? And I started to think, you know, that the, the, the next venture or adventure, if you will, would be um, starting a company from scratch and having the flexibility to really apply lessons learned and, uh, you know, just do things the, the way that, uh, you know, I, I would love to see them done. And at HIMSS, um, Jonathan and Jen and I had the opportunity to work very closely together. Um, we discovered that we were uh, a very good team and so that was a, you know, an idea that we started kind of bouncing back and forth and talking about and sort of applying real life case situations and saying like, well, you know, maybe that could have gone better. Like, how would we have handled that? You know, if, if, you know, we didn't have to always get permissions or, you know, run it up the flagpole or, you know, because we're, you know, when you work for another company, um, you know, basically you ultimately have to tow that company line and, you know, your time isn't always your own. And, you know, we also had the opportunity to not only at HIMS, but, you know, all along the way to work with and interact with most of the, the dealers in the country. And so, starting our own venture um, really represents an opportunity to model best practices. You know, it's, it's, it's not just that we want to be different, you know, because it, we do want to distinguish ourselves, but we really want that opportunity to, to raise the bar, um, you know, for ourselves as well as, um, you know, as others out there. But, um, you know, take companies like Sweetman Systems in the West, um, Nanopack kind of in the middle of the country and ability to access on the East Coast. These are all um, small companies run by really great people. And one of the things that I think that distinguishes them is that yes, they, they sell products, they support products. They, you know, they do 
training, you know, some, some winning combination of those things. But I think what really separates them in my view from, from the manufacturers that I've represented is that they view themselves as service organizations more than sales organizations. And, you know, it was that, that for me was most appealing in the idea of starting out our own company. So earlier this year, the, the three of us, that's exactly what we did. We um, started a, a, an LLC called Dream Vision Group. And if I could uh, borrow a, a tagline from, from our brochure, um, Dream Vision Group is a peer-to-peer network specializing in blindness and low vision products and people. And kind of the, the three uh, cornerstones of, of our, you know, our values and our mission is, is uh, training, support, solutions. So again, we're aiming for that winning combination of, of those three things. Um, like many dealers out there, we do sell products, but you know, that's, that's really just part of it. Um, because we believe that there is no one size fits all product. I mean, we, as you know, as users, certainly, um, all of us here can attest to that fact. Um, maybe a lot of times, uh, the manufacturers would, would like us to kind of present that idea or, and, and absolutely, you know, always aim high, you know, you don't achieve greatness by aiming for mediocrity. So, you know, if if there could be a a one size fits all product out there, you know, more power to the developers who can, you know, come up with that. But so far, it really is much more about finding the person what what tasks, what is it that they want to do? And then kind of looking at the range of what is available out there and going through a, a consultative process to really end up with what would be the right solution. And that right solution, maybe the product, once you've narrowed it down, that's really only part of it because how usable is it? How comfortable is the person with technology? You know, is it is it better to kind of come up with something that's similar to what they have now or have used before? Are they ready for, you know, a complete break, something completely new? You know, all of that is part of the process. And then there's the the training and the support component. And so finding that, that, uh, that balance is, I, I think, part of what really ends up being the winning combination. And working for ourselves is the best way to have the flexibility to do that. And also not to be completely limited by what products a single company can offer. So, you know, one of the, the things that whether it was right or wrong, 
working at conferences, which is a great place for end users to kind of make the rounds and see everything that there is to, uh, you know, that they can get their hands on. But I would, if, if people were talking to me about a product, I mean, whether it was a, a Braille note or Polaris or a PacMate or, you know, any number of Braille displays, you know, they would say, well, you know, give me the sell job. Like, you know, why should I get this or, you know, all of that? And it's like, well, I, I can't answer that question until I know what it is you want to do. And, you know, I certainly was not above um, sending people to go visit the competition. We'll go, go check this out. And um, I had a, a great conversation with Myrna kind of on that, on that topic. And, you know, the, I, I, one of the tech talk um, programs that uh, was on earlier this year in January, actually, you guys did a, a great panel discussion comparing the, the Braille note touch and the Polaris from a, a user standpoint. Um, and one of those, you know, points that, that was made is when you're looking at, when you're doing a side-by-side comparison of products, make sure that you pick, you know, the same tasks to evaluate on each one, you know, kind of don't, don't let, uh, you know, person from company A kind of tell you the points, you know, that they want you to think about and gloss over certain things that they would rather you not look at. And then, you know, let company B do the same, you know, you need to be firm on what it is, you know, I want to check out email and downloading books and word processing. We'll make sure you do the same task on each of those devices. And so, um, at this time, um, Dream Vision Group is the master distributor for the HandyTech Braille line uh, from HelpTech GmbH in Germany. So products like the Actolino, the Active Braille, the Active Star, um, products that range from 16 cells all the way up to 88 cells and kind of every step in between. Um, we're also HIMS dealers, um, so we, you know, and, and as as I maybe I think mentioned at the beginning, I mean I am still using the the Polaris. Um, you know, we have from great familiarity, and you know, really love products like the Polaris and the and the Cubrail. So we're really pleased that we were able to, you know, even in kind of leaving the nest, as it were, and striking out on our own that we were able to, you know, take that relationship and, you know, now we're maybe not, you know, immediate family, but we're extended family. Um, If you check out our our website, which of course is a work in progress, um, but we do have other products listed. Um, We carry the blind shell phones, um, way around tags and um, also the the Taptillo by Ofatech, which is an early kind of an interactive braille learning system for early readers and I, I don't you know say young readers because although 
you know, preschool, kindergarten, you know, first, second, third graders are the primary target for the Taptillo. Um, there are older folks who are tackling Braille and want to learn that who have gotten great use out of a, a product like the Taptillo as well. So um, primarily a Braille company. Um, we do also have some low vision things, obviously the um, Go Vision from HEMS, um, Zoomax handhelds like the the Snow 7 Plus um, handheld with um, magnification and OCR with speech built in, uh, the Revo to Go Windows version, which is a near and distance viewing um, video magnification system that uh, is running on a Windows tablet. So a great solution for schools where, you know, the student can easily carry that around and have tons of flexibility, both with the low vision features, but then can also be running all the, the uh, you know, Windows applications like Word or um, Excel or email and so forth on the tablet. So that's kind of a rundown of the, you know, the types of products that, that we carry now. And, um, you know, a little bit about kind of our vision and mission and where we're going or, you know, where we're, what we're aiming for. And I guess um, I'll just wrap up this section by, you know, saying, you know, a, a sort of it, it's it's like a dual driving force. I, I would say certainly for myself, it's modeling the best practices. You know, the best of the the great companies that we've had an opportunity to work for, and then you know, at the opportunity to address the common pain points that we've heard from customers over and over again, and. You know, I think all all of the companies out there have strengths and weaknesses, and, you know, they're all doing a little bit of training, a little bit of tech support, you know, kind of a, a little bit of it, of it all. But it's just really interesting that when we talk with customers, there are common themes that come up, you know, and that's like difficulty reaching, you know, a live person when you need them, Um frustrations, kind of getting a, a case, you know, in front of the person and through to resolution, you know, be it customer service, be it tech support. Um, you know, things come up frequently like, oh, you know, do you have payment options, you know, and that's really rare to find. I mean, to go back to that car analogy, you know, if a sighted person is buying a car, not only do they have tons of choices, but they have, you know, tons of choices in terms of financing and, and ways to pay for that, you know, regardless of what level their credit is. And I would argue that for people in our community, these devices are, are every bit as essential as a car. And so why is it that there's so, so few, you know, options in terms of, you know, paying for these things because they're, you know, expensive as we know. So I'll, I'll stop with that and um, give my 
my cohorts, uh, Jonathan and, and Jen, an opportunity to introduce themselves as well. And then we can take questions um, or comments from all of you. Who would like, I'd like to go first? I can. Uh, I can okay. do I should beat you by just a little, gentlemen. I know she did. I know she did. (laughs) I'm Jen Gibble. Um, I think Damien really uh, articulated our mission statement and um, the beliefs behind uh, creating Dream Vision Group. Um, So I won't go into that. But I will say that, um, you know, I've only been in the industry a short time but um, I've really enjoyed it. And I just think these are amazing products and amazing things. And so I'm just happy to be a part of it. Um, So that's my, now Jonathan can go. (laughs) Jen, what do you, what do you basic, what do you do? What is your basic function? So I'm cited. And so I've created the, what I do that like office stuff. Um, you know, I send out the quotes, I created the website, um, work on marketing things. Um, but you know, uh, I also am learning a lot about the products. I'm learning Braille and things like that. Um, but mainly I'm, uh, the behind the scenes I'm, you know, behind the curtain kind of person. So that's really my role. Okay. Cool. She's, she's the one, you know, she does the ordering as well. So yeah. all those little things that like keep us together, keep us on our toes. Um, Accounting, that, that kind of thing. Kind of the, the, the neural network. Um, and of course, when you're in a small company like ours, um, we kind of all do all of the things. I mean, it is a, a collaborative effort as well. Okay. Jonathan, you want Q to jump Jonathan. in? Um, so, uh, you know, as Damien said, um, you know, we all share rules, I suppose, but um, it, it, I tend to be the one who does the hands-on uh, sort of the assessment of what the needs of our customers are, where they uh, fall within, what, what tools they already have, what tools they need. Um, so I myself uh, worked at HEMS. I was probably, if you have a HEMS product, you might have called in for support. I was the voice behind that call, um, or one of the voices anyway. Um, I have experience with HEMS products, of course, as well as a number of other products, uh, humanware, health tech, et cetera, all of the products that we support naturally. Um, and uh, yeah, so my role tends to be focused on making sure that the end users or, or the clients that we have get the tools that they have, that they need. And once they have them, that they know how to use them. And I take them through the training process, through getting everything set up and supporting them afterwards as well to make sure that the device that they got or the device that they already have is doing exactly what we set out to do in the first place, whether that be going on social media or doing academic work or taking notes or listening to music, whatever it may be. So that tends to be my role. Um, I've been an end user most of my life. So my background is in the exact same thing that I'm trying to serve to my clients. If they're coming to me, it's something that I probably have to do myself. And so I can make those recommendations from experience and hopefully get them to where they want to be. Okay. Well, let me, let me just say, and this is Damien again. Um, so again, we're, we're small. I mean, this, 
is the three of us. But if you kind of read over the website or go through any of our materials, um, you know, we do reference this peer-to-peer network. And you'll see other familiar names that are, you know, trainers and training resources on our website. And, you know, the, you know, right now we're, you know, and and maybe you've heard this, you know, with, with new companies. I mean, there's as much risk or danger from growing too fast as not growing fast enough. And so, um, you know, it, it, we want to kind of keep a very balanced, um, approach with what we're doing. I mean, long-term, I would love to see, you know, more and more um, blind people kind of working with each other, you know, because today I might be training somebody on a given product, you know, later today or tomorrow, I might need training, you know, from that same person or somebody else. So, I mean, that, that old cliche of each one teach one, I think still has a lot of, of relevance. And so over time, we're really looking to build a national network of trainers. And another thing, you know, we're not just here to only provide service on products that we sell. So, I mean, for example, um, you know, I was six years at Humanware and, you know, for many years, um, you know, that Braille note was my, you know, was my tool of, you know, of, that I used every day. And there are, you know, others who have more current uh, experience than me. But, you know, it, if we're working with a school, they very easily could have um, you know, two or three or, or even more products. And so, you know, we, um, you know, one of the things that we will do is sell like um, blocks of, of training, like 10 hours or, you know, something that doesn't have to be on a single product. So, um, for example, if we're working with a, a school district, um, you know, they can get a 10 hours of training and then we sit down and figure out, well, you know, do you need, which products do you need covered? You know, hardware products, software products. And so if we don't immediately have that experience or expertise with among, you know, the, the three of us, that's when we reach out to, you know, our network and, you know, basically pull that person in to, you know, to address that. So, again, that's part of the, you know, the long-term vision is really um, being kind of a, a you know, a, a broker. I mean, that we emphasize the importance of training and that that is, you know, at least as important, if not more important than the product itself. Because, I mean, face it, um, there are a lot of great products out there. And, you know, even though every one of them has strengths and weaknesses, I mean, we have to sort of make some choices and compromises when we choose one, unless, you know, we're fortunate enough to, you know, to just literally have, you know, one of everything, um, which, you know, I don't know anybody that does, but uh, so that's part of the, the long-term vision. So, 
you know, as for those of you who, you know, are working as independent trainers and things like that, you know, that's something we'd love to talk with you offline about how you work and, you know, if there are ways that, that we can work together to not, you know, take business from you, but how to grow more business for, you know, for us collectively. So I'm sorry. Um, let's, let's, um, Larry, you mentioned there was a hand. Why don't we start with some questions or comments? Okay, Ron. Okay. I see four people with hands up right now. Uh, a person from area code uh, 951. Hi there. My name is Nancy. I'm going to know you, Damien. Uh, you Hi, know Nancy. Hi there. Um, I have a question. I like Bell Touch Plus. I like the idea of a playlist, but do you have a facsimile, a small unit that's similar with a better, maybe a later operating system? I'm not comparing anything, or, you know, same one's better than the other. Would you give me a couple examples of some smaller handy tech products that you have that have just about as much memory features as the uh, Polaris because I'm considering a, a smaller unit. I have the Bell Touch Plus already. I have the Mini, the two Mini. Well, I, I mean, it's not, again, it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison, but, I mean, the, the a great starting point for the handy tech products is the Actolino um, because it basically represents all the unique features that that can be found on the handy tech line um jonathan maybe do you want to you know talk a little bit about the actolino and um how many cells might compare to the to the polaris mini well so the actolino is uh roughly the same size um as the mini but it has a, a slightly different profile um, it's a bit more ergonomic, it's a bit more curved, um, so slightly different uh, way that it fits in, in the case and in your hands. As far as features, um, it has a number of features that are, as Damien says, not really apples to apples. You can't really say that the Polaris uh, has anything similar and, and, and the Actolino doesn't necessarily have the Polaris features, but it does have some very unique features such as ATC, uh, which is uh, active touch control. Tactile control. Tactile control. Active tactile control. I always get them confused. Um, Basically, ATC is uh, software in the Actolino that has sensors underneath the Braille display so that when you're reading the display with your fingers, instead of having to scroll to the next line, it automatically scrolls for you. Um, so it monitors where your fingers are on the display, and it's sort of like a, a real-time auto-scrolling feature. Um, and that can also work when it's paired with other devices. So that can work if it's paired with an iPhone or a computer. And it just makes it easier to read things and move through web pages and things like that much more seamlessly. Um, the Actolino also has the capacity to do file sharing. It has a program called HTCOM, so it can move files back and forth between a computer and the unit itself. Um, so you can read on the computer, you can read on the unit itself. It also has Braille music built directly into it, which is something that you don't see very often. You can actually write music on the Actolino, and after you've written the notes, you can touch them on the display, and it will play the note that your finger is on, uh, which I personally oh. find very cool. Um, the Actolino does tend to be a display. So it's intended for connecting with other devices, with phones and computers to give them 
um, that added Braille component, but it does have a pretty robust uh, note-taking feature built into it as well with a number of the features that you would expect, right? It can make documents. It even has uh, something that I think is, is quite interesting. It has the calculator integrated directly into that note-taking system. So if you write, for example, an equation, you know, make it as simple as you want, two plus two, and then add a space to the equal sign, it will do the calculation for you and insert the result directly into the document. So it makes it very easy to keep track of things like spreadsheets or accounting or things like that. So it's a very versatile device. Um, as I say, it's about the same size as the mini. So something that you could easily carry with you and adapt to pretty much any situation. How many cells? 16. 16. So, so it's a little bit smaller than in, in display size. But, um, Nancy, I mean, the, that active tactile control feature, uh, I, I refer to that sometimes as Braille that follows your fingers because it, it you know, literally knows where your fingers are. It's almost like a, a touch screen, but it's like a touch Braille display. And so if you speed up or slow down, it keeps pace with you and does That's that neat. automatically. Scrolling, and so, I mean, under normal conditions, you know, in the, in my old life, you know, if I was, you know, comparing like a, a forty cell display to a, a fourteen cell display or something, I would say, well, you know, if you wanted to read War and Peace, you would never want to do that on a fourteen cell display because you'd get carpal tunnel syndrome from clicking the the scroll button so many times. So, with active tactile control where the, the reading experience is so much smoother and you don't physically have to advance the display, the distinction between 20 cells and 16 cells almost disappears. So wow, that's it, nice. You know, it is an interesting thing. You also, I mean, part of your initial question was operating system. So that's one of the... You know, even though there's a lot of confusing overlap between, you know, what what feature set does a note taker have versus what feature set does a smart Braille display have? Um, I guess you know, one of the Achilles' heels of any note taker is you know that extra time and development to make a kind of a seamless. Um, blind user friendly experience on the device i mean so much effort goes into that that it's really you know easy to kind of be outdated you know all too quickly and to sort of be waiting for a new operating system to be released so that you can kind of play catch up with the the functionality of the you know the internal applications so you know, one of the upsides, I guess, of a Braille display is that the operating system, like you don't even necessarily think of it that much because the power, you know, the main power of that, you know, your email or your internet browser or, you know, word processor or whatever it is, comes from the peripherals that you connect to. So um, another feature of the Actolino that's great is it has... Um, the Bluetooth is always on. So 
that makes it really easy to connect to an iPhone or, or, you know, other Bluetooth devices, you know, because you don't have to worry about putting it into Bluetooth mode, pairing mode, you know, anything like that. When you go through the process with your iPhone, it's going to automatically see it and, and, you know, connect and it's a very robust connection. So, you know, if you're just looking at, you know, what does it do as a standalone, uh, the Polaris Mini, you know, I, I would say would have that slight advantage. But, um, and the Polaris Mini, of course, can connect as a Braille display to your iPhone, not quite as seamlessly, but it's only going to have a single connection, whereas the Actolino actually has three you can you can connect it to three different devices or or is it four it's at least three we'll we'll say three and um it's four well then we've under promised and over delivered um but but that's you know um i mean i think that whole like note taker versus braille display um you know discussion is something that we all really have to kind of look at okay uh next is susan thank you for your presentation this is very interesting i have an active braille which hasn't been serviced for a long time so i want to know do you service that and then there haven't been any updates for it for a long time could i expect updates for it i've had it for 11 years so is this out of date by now um uh I can almost guarantee you that there are updates, and that's absolutely something uh, that we would be happy to to work with you on. Um, Jen, do you are you still there? And do you want to speak to the kind of the service uh, component of it? Because we're we're kind of in the transition of of a service process. But I mean, the short answer is yes. Um, we can help you with that, but uh, there's a little more detail to it. Sure, I am here. Um, so I'm currently in the process of being trained for um, some basic repairs on the help tech products. Um, but one of the things we can do if it's something that we can't repair, we can facilitate the um, repair process with Germany. So um, if you were to call us and we can figure out what your device needs, um, it might just need a cleaning. Um, it might need some just uh basic component replacement um, and we can get it figured out for you. But absolutely, we definitely support um, past purchases through Help Tech. Um, so we partner closely with them. We speak with them once a week um, with both their um, sales team, the CEO and their, um, their service department. And so we always have, um, you know, a, a lifeline to them, and we can figure out what you what will help you. What about updates in terms of software? Um, updates that yeah. I know that um, I can look into that for you. I don't know product specific updates. I do know that they are constantly updating things. But I, um, Jonathan, actually might be more able to answer sure. that question. Yeah, uh, as far as you said that you haven't updated it, uh, have you updated it since you got the device? I haven't found any updates in a long time. I have 4.1 is the last one. 
4.1. Okay. I'd have to look and see. Um, I mean, I have the most recent updates right here, so I could make that happen very easily. Um, and I could walk you through the update process if there are any out. Um, Do you and, still have your start uh, stick? I'm sorry? Do you still have your start stick that came with the device? I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, so the start stick is the USB drive that contains the documentation and the updating software. Maybe. Um, Probably. Okay. Yes, I think so. We could. I just didn't know what's called that. We could, we could that. look for it and. Sure. Well, we could um, we could plug it in and, and see. I mean, I, I would my husband and I both know how to update and all that. Okay. Okay. Um, well. Why don't you give us a call and I'll, I'll in the meantime, I'll look and see if 4.1 is the latest. Okay. Um, and, you know, if it is the latest, then you're up to date. If not, then we'll get you updated and we'll also talk about getting it serviced. Okay, looks like Douglas is next. My name is Douglas. I'm from Ontario, Canada. I'm looking at uh, interested in learning Braille. Um, I have some vision, but I am considered legally blind for... Uh, for instance, when I'm reading stuff on radio for like broadcasting, um, because I can read a little bit, but not in succession visually enough, you know, where somebody could read as if they were actually looking at a page. Okay. Can I, Do you can know? I jump sorry. in? Sorry. Yep. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I just want to jump in and partly answer this. Um, just because I have somewhat of an education background, um, I was... Um, in secondary curriculum uh, in the school district where I live. Um, but, and, and Jonathan and Damian can follow up with this, but one of the things that's really neat about the Actolino and the active tactile control is that there are different settings within the device and the software that you can um, customize. And so one of the things that you can do is set it to, so if your fingers are going over Braille and they, they, I guess they call it scrubbing, where you go back and forth, you can set the device to say, oh, you know, you're going back and forth. You might not know this. I'll say it out loud. So it, it gives you, it's a, an amazing Braille teaching tool. It, it, there are several things. So you can set it to, like, if you double tap on the, the um, Braille, it'll do something. It's, it helps with, like, learning foreign languages. And so... Um, your question is like, you know, what will help me learn Braille? That is a product to consider just because of the active tactile control and the reading logs and all the educational considerations that that software takes in um, you know, that, that it has. It's a console that has a Braille display with nine jumbo cells where the, the kind of rounded big dots like pop up and it, it, you know, shows you the patterns of letters and characters. And then above the, you know, each Braille cell, there's a, a tile with pins that, that, you know, push down or, or push up from the bottom. And they, the tiles magnetize onto the console. So if you have, you know, the, the Braille character is, is a, a six dot cell. And so the, the letter M, for example, would be dots one, three, and four. And so if you see this pattern on the, the 
display, then you pick up the corresponding tile above it and you try to match that pattern by pushing, you know, by the pins up. And then when you put the tile back down, uh, the device will tell you, you know, give you immediate feedback that, you know, good job or try again, that kind of thing. And, and that also has, uh, you know, short words, long words, um, you know, learning alphabet, um, math, music, things like that. So it, it's not, I mean, it, it's not for really reading, but it's for learning all of the the patterns and, you know, getting that part, you know, built into your into your your brain and body, your neural network. And then when you're, once you know all the formation of the characters, that would be the great time to transition to something like the Actolino, where you can start to practice your reading. And as Jen said, with the kind of the learning mode of the active tactile control, your different reading behaviors or gestures will trigger different things. So if you pause for a certain amount of time on a character or a word, it can speak that character or word. Or if you go backwards or if you speed up. When you say you can meet screen reader, right? But yeah, you do. You do. Yeah, you you would. That's a good point. Where Um, where could I learn more on this device? You're speaking. uh, uh, I mean, we do have some information on our website. We're in the process of adding some more materials. Um, we're participating in the, uh, the ACB virtual exhibit hall um, I, starting in a, in a couple of days. So every day we have a different program and we've got, um, you know, a program that features the Taptillo and the Actolino kind of because it, it is a, a good combination of going from beginner to more intermediate or advanced so, um, Braille. So the beginner is called Taptillo then? Yeah, T-A-P-T-I-L-O, the Taptillo is the, is the Braille learning system. And again, if you would like to follow up with us, you know, we could send you some, you know, some videos or, you know, more information about it and have a more extended conversation offline about, about that. Okay, John Gassman's next. One of the intriguing things about the company is is uh, the training uh, network. Mm-hmm. And are you are you envisioning this being pretty much all all online, or would you eventually have trainers in various parts of the country visiting people to do one on one live training? So Maybe yes both. to yes to both, um, and uh, you know. It kind of goes without saying, if we had seen COVID coming, we might have had uh, a little second thoughts about picking this time to start a company. But, you know, that said, um, this is the, the perfect time in the world to, you know, to really develop um, kind of virtual meetings and distance training and learning and so forth. So right now, that's that's what's working for everybody. We do have um, kind of associates um, at various points all over the country. So, you know, 
and and you know our goal is to fill in the blanks but just you know not too fast because you know everybody will kind of lose interest if you know they're they're signed on and then you know there's not enough work to go around so we're we're kind of threading that needle and and trying to you know kind of walk that line but yeah long term um you know we're you know we're we're thinking big but we want to get there um kind of slowly but surely and on on solid footing all right thank you damien hold on shirley we'll do deborah first you'll be next if if you guys know me at all you know that i've been using reviewing writing about and testing all of these products for 25 or 30 years and i've used most of them many of them and um, it was time for me to get a new note taker because my product of choice for a while was the U2 Mini. I got a Polaris Mini over a year ago. And my initial experience was so negative. Nothing was working. I have to reinitialize it every time I pick it up. So okay, I take, Deborah. I take the battery out. I start over. Well, I, I can speak to this briefly. And... Just given the timeline that you said, um, right. there has been a a board update. You know, so it's a it's a hardware fix um, for a lot of those types of problems that you're describing, and um, you should be able to get that free of charge um, because it it was sort of like a running change. And I mean, I saw a, a huge improvement in in the Polaris Mini particular after getting that um you know that board upgrade. So um you could reach out to you know to Hims or the company that you got it from um to see about that. If you have any trouble, reach out to us. And because you know we're based in Austin and you know we're we're basically okay. that extended family, we can you know, go knock on the door and get in and rattle the cage and make sure it gets done for you. So I, I thank think you so much, Damien. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. You bet. I mean, when it when it works, I could fall in love with it. But you know, when you can't depend on something for yeah. even an hour, okay, yeah. you're fabulous. You thank you so much. Okay, we have one remaining one from area code five one zero, and that'll be the last one. Damien, uh, Steve Mendelson, nice to hear your voice, and I want to wish you and your colleagues great success in your new venture. Uh, oh, thank you, Steve. Uh, I wonder if you could say a couple of words about the key issue of your, of your economic model, because uh, I'm sure everybody wants you to succeed, but I'm curious to know uh, how you're going to, uh, for example, anticipate uh, the division of revenues between private users and businesses and VR or educational organizations, uh, how you're going to deal with uh, maintenance of the, of the objectivity and uh, discipline that will inevitably be challenged by the fact that you'll have different kinds of relationships with different kinds of providers, things of that nature. Wow. Um, is that a question from an attorney or what? No, it's just oh. a question from somebody who is a user of technology and very much wants to see you succeed. Well, um, well, thank you. And, and um, you know, I, I don't want to like duck the question, but um, I mean, the, the, a quick answer um, besides that this is a work in progress. Um, we do have individual rates versus institutional rates. So our, our, you know, basic hourly rate for training for individuals um, 
would would start at at fifty dollars. For institutions, it's ninety five. Um, and again, like institutions could be, you know, calling us about a variety of products that they have where the individual is generally like, this is the product I have. This is the task set I need to work on. So it's, you know, um, it, it, you know, that kind of works out there. Um, you know, there are, um, so right now, um, you know, the, the, company as constituted as i said is an llc um so you know limited liability corporation um we're also in the process of setting up a a non-profit arm so the you know when i talked about you know pain points that that customers have like not having finance options for for products things like that or you know people when you're blind i mean you literally need to have hands-on products. And sometimes you hear about something, you, you just can't know if it's a good fit or not until you've touched it. And you may be living in some rural area and, you know, not, you know, like this year, it's terrible. You can't go to a conference to check things out. So we have to come up with more creative ways to get products in people's hands. So, um, for example, the, the Taptilla we're talking about, we right now have a Taptillo lending library for schools. So if there's a teacher, um, you know, working with a student and, you know, wants to see if that might be a good solution, they can, you know, borrow a Taptillo from us for two weeks. Um, if you're, you know, a parent that, you know, wants to, you know, if like a school can't get this for your kid, but, you know, you are working from home, your student is, your kid is working from home, you know, you, you need time to yourself, but you, you know, you want them to be benefiting somehow, the, the self-study mode of the Taptillo might work. We do have a, you know, a lease to own kind of where you can purchase the Taptillo at a pretty reasonable rate over the course of a year. Now, we're not in a position yet to extend that same thing to, you know, a $5,000, you know, note taker braille display, but that is our, our aim. And, you know, that may involve some, you know, securing some investments. So um, if, if there's more to your question, um, I'd love to, uh, to catch up with you offline and it, it's more of a discussion. Um, you know, I can kind of unpack the, the long-term business plan. I look forward to that. But, uh, you know, for now, we're, we're kind of, uh, like I say, you know, starting, um, starting small, but, you know, we're just going to keep putting one foot in front of the other as long as we can stay on a solid foundation. And we're going to, you know, build this one brick at a time. Well, good luck. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> so now let's, let's take uh, a, a look at your contact information if people want to get in contact with you. Etc. How do they do that? So the the email is is easy because for all of us it's our first name and then at dreamvisiongroup.org. So dreamvisiongroup.org. So myself is Damien D A M I A N at dreamvisiongroup.org. And then Jonathan and Jen both are, you know, have a little bit of a, a spelling twist. So um, 
Yeah. I'm Jen, J E N N, at dreamvisiongroup.org, and I'll let Jonathan tell you his, but there's also info at dreamvisiongroup.org, and that will reach all of us. Yeah. And then mine is Jonathan at dreamvisiongroup.org. That's J O N A T H O N. Make sure you get the two N's for Jen and the. You have and two twists in yours. Unconventional <laughs> Jonathan spelling for Jonathan. But, also, too, on our website, which is uh, dreamvisiongroup.org, and the uh, ORG is important. It's not .com, but .org. Um, there's also a form that you can fill out, which will reach us, and one of us will contact you. Excellent. Terrific. It's been a great hour. Thank you, all three, for being terrific guests. Good luck with the company. Uh, I've heard a lot about it over the last few months or so, and we hope good things come to all of you. That's awesome. Thanks so much for having us. You're welcome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. And, and, and I do want to point out that I didn't have technical glitches this time. No, so you, you her time did really very is well. The charm. You did very well. Uh, speaking of technical glitches, you will experience one next week if you show up here because we won't be here. And, Bob, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Okay, next week, July 6th, we're off uh, because of the national conventions. July 13th, we have the L Braille, finally, long, long last. Ron Miller's going to be ready, and we hope you'll come and hear that. Very quickly, a couple more points, if I may. Uh, we will go into the waiting room the next time you come in, so watch it. Uh, Zoom is going over to waiting room. We're going early so we can learn all about it, but you'll be put in the waiting room and brought in. We want you in, in the regular audience. I want to conclude. As you remember, we said we were in we were in trouble because of COVID and because of lack of income for Helping Hands for the Blind, the sponsoring agency. And I wondered how much does our programming mean to blind persons? Well, we made the money to pay our Zoom bill and we thank all of you who contributed either monetarily or yourself to our programs. And I'm very thankful. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Next week, again, we will not be here. We'll be back on the 13th. And please, if you're on our lists, you will see the releases as they come out that will remind you as well. Thank you again for being with us. Ron will unmute and we will catch you in two weeks here on Tech Talk.